That is kind of funny. Huh. Charlotte Flair's music career is doing better than his F1 career. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon? Too soon? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Formula America podcast. We're your host, Kurt and Dylan. And today we wanted to hop on and talk a little bit about another proposed uh, change to the quality format. Uh, and the team that it specifically is going to have the largest impact on. Uh, and then we want to get into a little bit of contract talk going on down at the Scuderia. We got Charlotte Claire and Carlos Sainz, uh, both heavily rumored to be in contract talk right now. Um, so we'll see, you know, what's going to happen there. Are they going to stick it out or are they going to jump ship? I don't know. But, uh, man, so we're a week and a half into this break right now. And I feel like, you know, we had a kind of a big jump start at the beginning with the Danny Rick and Nick DeVries swap. And then Alpine just kind of came out of nowhere and fired most of the top people. And then it's been kind of crickets so far. It's like the silly season. The storm? I, that's what I was thinking. I don't know if it's just like bubbling up. Maybe things are happening that haven't been made public. Season. I don't think it's happening. I want it to be. But I guess, you know, maybe because last year was so silly that this year it's like gonna just be just calm everybody's enjoying their time off yeah and i think that the teams that everyone wants to get to are kind of full up like you know red bull's not making many changes right now or if they are they're going to be internal mercedes isn't doing anything ferrari i highly doubt anyone wants to go to right now (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i'm quite happy with their lineup like I, i think that I don't know. There's not a lot of posturing right now. It doesn't seem. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still waiting on, on the announcement about Lance Stroll. Cause I see, I still don't think he'll be here next year, but maybe they're going to ride that one out to the very end. I think he's lucky that the team as a whole, the car is kind of underperforming right now. If, if Fernando is still on the podium every time and Lance was hanging out down in 10th place, I think he'd be gone. But seeing as they've both been down in 10th place, I think it's kind of, isolating and sheltering stroll a little bit yeah you might have got a stay of execution i guess yeah uh, uh but uh what's happening with quality all right so this is an article that came out on sports illustrated um and basically what they're talking about is uh limiting drs to only the race so basically they're talking about the apparently people within f1 are discussing whether or not they want to approach this um, but getting rid of DRS during quality day. And the only logical reason for that would be to kind of strip away this massive advantage that Red Bull has because their DRS is so much more powerful than everybody else. Um, but man, it's kind of interesting. DRS was always supposed to be a temporary thing. It was supposed to enhance the sport to get some, you know, during a time when nobody could pass anybody. It's, it doesn't seem like it's that temporary of a thing anymore, though. Yeah, I kind of stuck around. Um, but honestly, when I think about it, I look at it, and I think there's two ways to look at this, right? Is one where, okay, they're going to kind of, they want to make it a little bit more close for the qualifying. Um, so I, I see that from an entertainment standpoint where people, they don't want to know that, hey, Max Verstappen's going to win pole every time. Um, but on the other end, it's kind of like, it kind of seems like overstepping a line, right? Because Red Bull got it right. They figured it out. So why should they be punished and penalized for getting something right while all the other teams haven't been able to? 
Yeah, I agree. I could also look at it just playing devil's advocate solely. Like DR, the intent of DRS is to assist in passing someone, not to assist in your lap times. And so if we're looking at quality as a raw pace of the car, you shouldn't really need DRS to prove that. So you could also look at it from the side of, does that take away from qualifying? Because you're adding an advantage that is, to, you know, the whole point of it is to help you pass cars. Yeah, that might be a better justification than, hey, we want to <laughs> make it so somebody <laughs> else could be on pole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all know what it's really for, but yeah, I think that would make sense too. That's a good way to justify it and still, you know, you're not penalizing them. You're just taking away for everybody. But I don't think that would be something that necessarily they should do mid-season. I think that should be like a beginning yeah. of season break right there. But I just thought yeah. that was interesting. I, I'm sure there's lots of those talks that happen behind closed doors at the FIA. Then it's like, let's leak it to the public and see what Formula America podcast thinks of this. Let's get their opinion on this. <laughs> You're like, all right, those guys, one of them didn't like it, but then the other one said something smart, so we'll go with that. Oh, that's a good justification. We didn't think about that one. We should use that one. <laughs> they're, they're all looking at the lawyers like, why didn't you come up with that? <laughs> oh, man. All right, so the other one, this has been exciting for me, is the contract talk that is coming out over at Ferrari. And again, none of it has been confirmed by any of the drivers or the team. But it's been, I think the Charles Leclerc rumor came out, I believe it was probably a week ago. It was in Italian media and it's starting to pick up steam. So it kind of seems like, you know, it might be pretty solid that this is happening. Um, but if it is true, then Charles Leclerc has completely sold his soul to the devil and decided to stay with his abuser. I mean, Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> But it's going for a massive payday. Do you, what are the terms of this deal? I think it was like $160 million all said and done. It's uh, All right, so here, I got it pulled up right here. It says 185 euros, which is actually roughly $200 million. Um, but it, it's spread out over years, and there's a lot of different like yeah. numbers that come That's up in here. So what is this? It's a two plus three formula. So it basically means what? He has two years guaranteed with Ferrari, um, which puts him through 2026, at which point he has an exit clause where it says, depending on performance and uh, uh, results, that he can basically opt out of his contract. But if he stays through 27, 28, and 29, he gets another 50 million euro drop in 2029 which is ridiculous that is a lot of money that's a lot of money i don't know like I, I there's a big part of me that like that's a lot of money to a lot of people that's a lot of money to everybody but when your whole goal in life is to win a world championship and you already have millions and millions and millions in the bank like yeah sure putting a few hundred more is, is good but do you really think you're ever going to obtain that World Driver Championship at for like really I don't are you Dude, just selling soul of the devil because you got no other choice like what's that's what I think so I think he has like Stockholm syndrome right now and he's like oh you know they love me they need me and you know they're it's trying like, my friend yeah I'm they're trying really you. hard to get better but we've seen over the past few years he's been there he's going on what is I don't even know at this point 
four years, three, four years at Ferrari. And they have not gotten any better. And at this point, it seems like him staying there is just kind of throwing in the towel and saying, well, at least if I'm not getting a world driver's championship, at least I'll be filthy rich. Yeah. But I, I don't know, man. He, don't he know. just and so elaborating on the story from what is the rumor mill is that he has spoken with four other teams, which was Red Bull, Mercedes, Aston and Alpine. Maybe that's the goal, right? He's got an exit clause starting in 2026. So maybe he's talking to these other teams and he realizes there's really nowhere else to go on for the next yeah. two years. So maybe in 2026, you know, at least he has the chance to leave if they're not doing better and get a fat paycheck in the meantime. Red Bull offers me like reserve driver status for a lot of money. I think I'd stay at Ferrari. Like, I don't know. With the way Sergio is performing, reserve driver. God, dog, I don't know. That's hard. I'd do some sleep at night over thinking about these contracts. I, I know, man, for sure. But I think his is going to be, you know, his is the one that I was hoping that we would see news that he was going somewhere else. I called, you know, Aston Martin on that, which I still think would be, you know, a good move for him. But if he signs this deal, he's locked in and he's just well, going to be. Let's talk about the other Ferrari driver, the the one that does not have Stockholm syndrome, the one that yeah. is clearly fed up. Bro, the, the spicy chili pepper himself, Carlos Sainz, has entered his villain era this year, yeah, and I absolutely fun. love it. <laughs> it's so cool. I was not a Carlos Sainz fan until he started basically disobeying every team order. Yes. And since he is now the driver, the chief engineer, and his own strategist, his performance has gone up. <laughs> He's done so absolutely. much better. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was never the big Carlos Sainz fan until now, so... What's going on with him? Because he's also rumored to have some talks as well. I don't buy that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. And he's actually had several direct quotes um, where he said to motorsport.com, I don't want to lie. I don't like starting a season knowing it's the last year of my contract. I want to know what awaits me in the long run. So that tells me there's definitely behind the scene talks. Um and there's no way signs is staying with Ferrari. Don't see it. I'll I'll put money on the line now that he's out. Like, yeah, it's just where is he going? It, for sure. And I think that honestly, his stock has gone up so much recently. Yes. I mean, if you think about it, he is he's experienced now. He's on his third team. He went from Toro Rosso. He came up in the Red Bull Academy under Helmut Marco and them. So he's got that experience. Then he went to McLaren. He's got that experience over there. Then Ferrari. So, I mean, he's got a ton of different experience, and I think he could be a solid number one driver wherever he goes. Which is hilarious because two months ago, you and I were saying the total opposite, that where he's in the best car <laughs> he can possibly be in. And now that we got spicy chili pepper Carlos, it's like, man, throw him back in. Let's I know. Him for the Spaniard and see what happens. Hey, as long as he keeps that spicy status, then he's golden. But if he loses <laughs> that, <laughs> if he goes down to mild, then yeah, whatever. But yeah, yeah, so what? who is he talking to now? Is this uh, Audi, right? So yeah, Audi was the big one that I heard uh, for 25 and on contract, um, which wouldn't... Sauber has got a long history in the sport. That would be interesting. He did come up in the Red Bull Academy, though. I, you can't tell me that he's not having talks with Christian Horner and Helmut Marco. Yeah, I just, I just don't know where he would go there. I think the, you know, they've got so many, they've got so much young talent in the driver academy there, which they've been just passing over and passing over multiple times. Checo Perez passed them over. Then they brought in Nick DeVries. Then they brought back Danny Ricardo. 
So it's almost like, are you going to bring back another driver now and then, or just bring somebody fresh and new up to partner up with a Max Verstappen type instead of another, you know, established driver? I think you've done that a couple of times now with Albon and whatnot. I don't see, like, especially when you have a little sister team that you're going to, you know, by all rumors and accounts, give your current year car to next year. I think that you throw the new guys into the Alpha Tauri and then put the experienced people in the Red Bull that's winning the Constructors' Championship. I think that Checo seat's most at risk. And then you put your, your Red Bull Academy kids, like get Danny Rick out of the Alpha Tauri, like throw Liam Lawson in there or something. But, you know, keep your stacked crew up at Red Bull. And Checo's got to pick it up, which on that, I heard that his salary's getting throttled because there was a performance clause. Yeah, so... so- it was that if he gets 125 or more points behind Max Verstappen in the championship, that Which it starts hitting him in the pocket. Dead on 125 points behind Max. Oh, damn. If that doesn't add another layer of pressure, then I don't know what else. I'm sure yeah, when he signed that, he's like, oh, I'll never be 125 points behind Max. Yeah. Well, here we yeah, are. Those kind of clauses in your contract, that's that doesn't bode well for Red Bull drivers historically. No, you're not uh, meeting your performance expectations on paper now, too. So watch so, out. But do you, I mean, Carlos signs getting moved over there could be entertaining. I think that seats Danny Ricks to take over Carlos's, but yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, I'm, I'm not sure the whole pre-contract thing talks that uh, they're rumoring with Carlos and Audi uh, or Sauber, or Audi, whatever. Like uh-huh. right now, that team's not doing the best. And so I know there's a lot of hope and expectation that when they come in with the new 2026 regs, they can hit the ground running. But that's also a risk. But it's also not Ferrari. So, yeah, it's it's not Ferrari. And I mean, you can make the same. It's one of those. It's part of the fun of Formula One, though. Lewis Hamilton going to the young upstart Mercedes. Like, what an idiot. And then, oh, yeah. wow, that worked out really well. Like, <laughs> Fernando leaving Alpine and going to Aston Martin. What an idiot. Oh, look, he's on three podiums right out of the <laughs> yeah. gate. Like, Oscar Piastri leaving Alpine and going there. Nick DeVries leaving Williams and going to Red Bull. What an actual idiot. That didn't work out. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But, uh, you know, that's part of the fun of Formula One. I think if I'm Carlos Sainz, I'd roll my dice anywhere else than freaking Ferrari right now. For sure. uh, Audi's pedigree in racing and Le Mans and everything else is is. I don't know. Sauber and Audi is it's got the money. It's definitely not a Haas like true. It'll be interesting. All right. Well, we're going to we'll hopefully find out some some concrete answers on these questions within the next couple of weeks. I got one more for you, which I think you're going to get a big kick out of. I didn't I didn't preempt you for this one. Let's go. Lewis Hamilton and his contract. Right. Everyone's saying, oh, he's going to move. So I did some digging into this. And it sounds like he's not leaving Mercedes. I think that's, we all know that. But I found some interesting stuff um, that would make it clear why he hasn't signed anything yet. And from what I can see and have found is that Lewis is trying to make an ambassadorial deal for when he leaves the sport. And currently... He's asked for a 10-year, $250 million ambassadorial deal for after he retires. And that's what Mercedes is balking at. 
What does that even mean? It's I don't just know. Like, <laughs> but it, it, like it clicks a couple of puzzle pieces in. Like I don't think he's sitting on a contract. You know, might leave the team. Lewis is not leaving Mercedes. I, I'll put money down on that one. Like done deal. But it makes sense that there's a lot of behind the scenes if you're trying to make hundred, you know, multi hundred million dollar deals for when you're not even on the team anymore as a racing yeah. driver. So I guess maybe he would do promotional things or. I don't just show up at places. I don't know. That's so crazy. You know, what's funny about that is, I don't know when I think of an ambassador or whatever, I imagine him doing like promotional stuff is the first thing that comes to mind. He doesn't do any promotional things right now. If you look at any of like the, the things that formula one does where like they quiz the drivers on whatever the quiz may be. Lewis is never in any of those. He's the only driver that sits out. And I don't know if that is something that has been negotiated into a contract or if he's just like, ah, screw it. I'll pay the fine each time. I'm not doing it. But he's never in anything unless it's a Mercedes uh, promo that they put out. He's never in anything else, which is weird to me. Yep. So maybe he's saving that up, eating those fees, then saying, okay, I'll come out when I retire and continue to be. Because right now he doesn't have to. He's Lewis Hamilton, seven-time world you know, champion. Like You don't have to do a whole lot of promotions. You kind of promote yourself. But once you leave, do you ride off in the sunset and never – be heard from again and kind of forgotten or do you still capitalize on being lewis hamilton yeah maybe that's what he's going after maybe him and charlotte claire will put out an album together (laughs) (laughs) so claire plays the piano (laughs) 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 oh man i would love to see it it'd be so funny yeah it is kind of funny charlotte claire's music career is doing better than his f1 career Too soon? Too soon? <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not. It's funny, though, because his music, if you listen to it, it's so sad. It's, you can tell it's <laughs> his emotion just coming out. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I think that's good for today. Uh, we'll be back next week. We've got some more topics to discuss. Uh, but unless you got anything else, then I think that's it for today. And on that note. Stay oh, classy, America. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, on that note. Stay classy, America. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Who put a question mark on the teleprompter? <laughs> <laughs>